Today is the 1st of October 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. It's really simple. It's really easy. Pick it up as you go along. We begin each episode with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Lord of heaven, we thank you for the blessings of life and health. We thank you for allowing us to have the opportunity to be in your presence again today. We come together with the unity of our faith and ask that everything that we bind be bound in heaven. Everything that we loose be loosed in heaven. Together, Father, we will combat the evil that gathers. We ask that their plans be come to naught. Bless us, so that we may leave here today with your spiritual blessings. Allow us to glorify your name, through Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music, just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about the fall of Samaria, and we continue with Paul's second letter to the Corinthians.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures today. Father, open our hearts and our minds as we read about the end of eras and exhortations to carry on living Christian lives. Father, we ask that you would speak to us today, that you would remind us that the end is not always the end, that we keep living through you and in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the God's Word translation, and we begin with 2 Chronicles 28. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to rule. He ruled for 26 years in Jerusalem. He didn't do what the Lord considered right, as his ancestors David had done. He followed the examples of the kings of Israel, and even made metal idols for worshipping other gods, the Baals. He burned sacrifices in the valley of Ben-Hinnom and sacrificed his son by burning him alive, one of the disgusting things done by the nations that the Lord had forced out of the Israelites' way. He offered sacrifices and burned incense as an offering at the illegal worship sites, which were on hills and under every large tree. So the Lord God handed him over to the kings of Aram, who defeated him, captured many prisoners and brought them to Damascus. He also handed him over to the king of Israel, who decisively defeated him. In one day, Pekah, son of Remaliah, killed 120,000 soldiers in Judah, because they had abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Zikri, a fighting man from Ephraim, killed Messiah, who was the king's son. Ezrakam, who was in charge of the palace, and Elkanah, who was the king's second in command. The Israelites captured 200,000 women, boys and girls from their relatives, the Judeans. They also took a lot of goods from Judah and brought them to Samaria. A prophet of the Lord named Oded was there. He went to meet the army coming home to Samaria and he said to them, The Lord God of your ancestors handed Judah over to you in his anger. You killed them in a rage that reaches up to heaven. Now you intend to enslave the man and woman of Judah in Jerusalem. But aren't you also guilty of sinning against the Lord your God? Listen to me. Return these prisoners you have captured from your relatives, because the Lord is very angry with you. Then Azariah, son of Joahan, Berechiah, son of Meshillamoth, Jehezkiah, son of Shalem, and Amasa, son of Hadlai, some leaders of Ephraim, opposed those coming home from the army. They said to the army, Don't bring the prisoners here. You will make us responsible for this sin against the Lord. Do you intend to add to all our sins? The Lord is very angry with Israel because we have already sinned. So the army left the prisoners and the loot in front of the leaders in the whole assembly. Then the men who were mentioned by name took charge of the prisoners and gave clothes from the loot to all the prisoners who were naked. They provided clothes for them, gave them sandals, gave them something to eat and drink and let them bathe. They put everyone who was exhausted on donkeys and brought them to Jericho, the city of Palms, near their own people. Then they returned to Samaria. At that time, King Ahaz sent for help from kings of Assyria. The Edomites had again invaded and defeated Judah and captured prisoners. The Philistines had raided the foothills and the Negev in Judah. They captured and began living in Beth Shemesh, Aijalon, Gedaroth, Socho and its villages, Timnah and its villages, and Gimzo and its villages. The Lord humbled Judah because of King Ahaz of Israel. Ahaz had spread sin throughout Judah, and was unfaithful to the Lord. King Tilgath, 
Peloneser of Assyria attacked Ahaz. Instead of strengthening Ahaz, Telegath Peloneser made trouble for him. Ahaz took some of the things from the Lord's temple, the royal palaces and the princes, and gave them to the king of Assyria. But that didn't help him. When he had this trouble, King Ahaz became more unfaithful to the Lord. He sacrificed to the gods of Damascus, the gods who defeated him. He thought the gods of the kings of Harem are helping them. I'll sacrifice them so that they will help me. But they ruined him and all Israel. Ahaz collected the utensils of God's temple, cut them up and closed the doors to the Lord's temple. He made altars for himself in every corner in Jerusalem. And in each city of Judah, he made places of worship to sacrifice to other gods. So he made the Lord God of his ancestors angry. Everything about him, everything from beginning to end is written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Ahaz lay down in death with his ancestors and was buried in the city of Jerusalem. But they didn't put him into the tombs of the kings of Israel. His son Hezekiah succeeded him as king. 2 Kings 17 In Ahaz's twelfth year as king of Judah, Hoshea, son of Elah, began to rule as king of Israel in Samaria. He ruled for nine years. He did what the Lord considered evil, but he didn't do what the kings of Israel before him had done. King Shalmaneser of Assyria defeated Hoshea, who became his servant, and was required to make annual payments to him. The king of Assyria found Hoshea to be a traitor. Hoshea had sent messengers to King Dias of Egypt, and had stopped making annual payments to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria arrested him and put him in prison. Then the king of Assyria attacked the entire country. He attacked Samaria and blockaded it for three years. In Hoshea's ninth year as the king of Israel, the king of Assyria captured Samaria and took the Israelites to Assyria as captives. He settled them in Hala, along the Habor River in Gozan, and in the city of the Medes. The Israelites sinned against the Lord their God who brought them out of Egypt and rescued them from the power of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. They worshipped other gods and lived by the customs of the nations that the Lord had forced out of the Israelites' way. They also did what their kings wanted them to do. The Israelites secretly did things against the Lord their God that weren't right. They built for themselves illegal places of worship in all their cities, from the smallest watchtower to the largest fortified city. They set up sacred stones and poles dedicated to the goddess Asherah on every high hill and under every large tree. At all the illegal places of worship, they sacrificed in the same way as the nations that the Lord had removed from the land ahead of them. They did evil things and made the Lord furious. They served idols, although the Lord had said never do this. The Lord had warned Israel and Judah through every kind of prophet and seer, Turn away from your evil ways, and obey my commands and decrees as I commanded your ancestors in all my teachings, the commands I sent to you through my servants the prophets but they refused to listen. They became impossible to deal with as their ancestors who refused to trust the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees, the promise he'd made to their ancestors and the warnings he had given them. They went after worthless idols and became as worthless as the idols. They behaved like the nations around them, although the Lord had commanded them not to do that. They abandoned all the commands of the Lord their God. They made two calves out of cast metal. 
they made a pole dedicated to the goddess Asherah. They prayed to the entire army of heaven. They worshipped Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters by burning them alive. They practiced black magic and cast evil spells. They sold themselves by doing what the Lord considered evil, and they made him furious. The Lord became so angry with Israel that he removed them from his sight. Only the tribe of Judah was left. Even Judah didn't obey the commands of the Lord their God, but lived according to Israel's customs. So the Lord rejected all of Israel's descendants, made them suffer, handed them over to those who looted their property, and finally turned away from Israel. When he tore Israel from the family of David, the people of Israel made Jeroboam, Nebat's son, king. Jeroboam forced Israel away from the Lord and led them to commit a serious sin. The Israelites followed all the sins Jeroboam committed and never turned away from them. Finally, the Lord turned away from Israel, as he said he would through all his servants, the prophets. So the people of Israel were taken from their land to Assyria as captives, and they are still there today. The king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kutha, Ava, Hamath, and Sephavayim, and settled them in the cities of Samaria in place of the Israelites. They took over Samaria and lived in its cities. When they first came to live there, they didn't worship the Lord. So the Lord sent lions to kill some of them. Then the people said to the king of Assyria, The people you took as captives and settled in the cities of Samaria don't know the customs of the God of that country, so he sent lions. Now the lions are killing them because they don't know the customs of the God of this country. The king of Assyria gave this command. Bring one of the priests you captured from there. Let him go back and teach him the customs of the God of that country. So one of the priests who had been taken prisoner from Samaria went to live in Bethel. He taught them how to worship the Lord. But each group that settled in Samaria continued to make its own idols. They put them at the illegal places of worship, which the people of Samaria had made. Each group did this in the cities where they live. The people from Babylon made Sukkoth Benoth. The people from Kuth made Nergal. The people from Hamath made Ashima. The people from Ava made Nebhaz and Tartak. The people from Safavayim burned their children for a Dramalak and a Lamalak, the gods of Safavayim. So while these people were worshipping the Lord, they also appointed all kinds of people to serve as priests for the shrines at their illegal places of worship. They worshipped the Lord, but also served their own gods according to the customs of the nations for which they had come. Today they are still following their customs as they've done from the beginning. They don't fear the Lord, or live by the decrees, customs, teaching, or commands that the Lord gave to the descendants of Jacob, whom he named Israel. When the Lord made a promise to Israel, he commanded, Never worship other gods, bow down to them, serve them, or sacrifice to them. Instead, worship the Lord, who used his great power and a mighty arm to bring you up out of Egypt. Bow down to the Lord and sacrifice to him. Faithfully obey the laws, rules, teachings, and commands that he wrote for you. Never worship other gods. Never forget the promise I made to you. Never worship other gods. Instead, worship the Lord your God and he will rescue you from your enemies. The people of Israel had refused to listen and made up their own rules as they had done from the beginning. 
These other nations worshipped the Lord, but also served their own idols. So did their children and their grandchildren. They still do whatever their ancestors did. 2 Corinthians 2 I decided not to visit you again while I was distressed. After all, if I had made you uncomfortable, how could you have cheered me up when you were uncomfortable? This is the very reason I wrote to you. I didn't want to visit you and be distressed by those who should make me happy. I'm confident about all of you that whatever makes me happy also makes you happy. I was deeply troubled and anguished. In fact, I had tears in my eyes when I wrote to you. I didn't write to you to make you uncomfortable, but to let you know how much I love you. If someone caused distress, I'm not the one really affected. To some extent, although I don't want to emphasize this too much, it has already affected all of you. The majority of you have imposed a severe enough punishment on that person, so now forgive and comfort him. Such distress could overwhelm someone like that if he's not forgiven and comforted. That is why I urge you to assure him that you love him. I had also written to you to test you. I wanted to see if you would be obedient in every way. If you forgive someone, so do I. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, I did in the presence of Christ for your benefit. I don't want Satan to outwit us. After all, we're not ignorant about Satan's scheming. When I went to the city of Troas, the Lord gave me an opportunity to spread the news about Christ. But I didn't have any peace of mind because I couldn't find Titus, our brother, there. So I said goodbye to the people of Troas and went to the province of Macedonia. But I thank God who always leads us in victory because of Christ. Wherever we go, God uses us to make clear what it means to know Christ. It's like a fragrance that fills the air. To God we are the aroma of Christ among those who are saved and among those who are dying. To some people we are a deadly fragrance, while to others we are a life-giving fragrance. Who is qualified to tell about Christ? At least we don't go around selling an impure word of God like many others. The opposite is true. As Christ's spokesman and in God's presence, we speak the pure message that comes from God. Psalm 128 Blessed are all who fear the Lord and live His way. You will certainly eat what your own hands have provided. Blessings to you. May things go well for you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine inside your home. Your children will be like young olive trees around your table. This is how the Lord will bless the person who fears Him. May the Lord bless you from Zion, so that you may see Jerusalem prospering all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Let there be peace in Israel. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after the music, we're going to pray again.
Before we say our prayers this morning, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you or with you, drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email. Check the show notes for all the contact details because there are links there, and if you click the links, they'll take you to wherever you need to go. But let's pray, shall we? Father God, we thank you for your gospel the great good tidings that we carry in our hearts to give us joy in this present time, even though on all sides people are filled with anguish and agony. We thank you that your gospel fills our hearts with compassion, enabling us to help carry what many have to suffer. Show us our need of you, so that we can receive your help. If we must be the first to suffer all kinds of pain and distress, Lord, May we do so joyfully because we have been promised blessing in the midst of all the pain. May we continually honour your name, praising you for the good news of your kingdom, for the promise that everything must work together for good through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. And we're continuing praying with some of the prayers written by John Birch. God, Creator, Artist Supreme, the potter who forms us, the Father who keeps us, the Mother who holds us, the Word who sustains us, the Love who will not let us go, we offer you our sacrifice of praise. Jesus, Messiah, Saviour and Friend, the Rabbi who teaches us, the Prophet who stirs us, the Healer who touches us, the One who dies for us, the love who will not let us go. We offer you our sacrifice of praise. Spirit, power, breath of life, the guide who prompts us, the truth who inspires us, the fire who empowers us, the spirit who enables us, the love who will not let us go. We offer you our sacrifice of praise today. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.